I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illinials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. We are sadly dry this week. You know how, like, sometimes you'll see, you'll be watching, like, a speedrun on YouTube or something, and you'll, re- you'll find out, like, the speedrunner had to download, like, a previous version of the game to do this exact trick. We're, right yeah. now, we're in previous version of the game speedrun run. Uh, yeah. Because there's no Marcus on this one. We've installed... An old version. Speaking of speedruns, Seth, have you have you seen that new game Neon White? Yes, I have. It's like the FPS speedrun platformer slash uh, visual novel dating sim game. Yeah, it's got like card elements to it, right? Yeah, there's cards as well. Yeah, that you can choose between. It's got everything. Yeah, um, it, it's not out it yet. It certainly looks interesting. I thought, I thought I think streamers playing it. Is it not out yet? Oh yeah, it is out. I thought I thought it was coming out another month or two. Okay, never mind. It is yeah. out. Wow. Um. Yeah, the game looks cool, and uh, yeah, I like the art and everything. And it looks like it'll be a fun one. Um. But yeah, I'm sure the speedruns will be nutty for it. I've heard some folks already saying this is a game of the year contender, and I'm like, it. I mean, Elden Ring is probably gonna be it for sure it would yeah. need to be a mind-blowing game to beat elden ring at this point but I'm, hey i'm here I'm, I'm happy to hear contenders exactly and i'm happy that like other people who don't want to play elden ring can have a game can have you know a different game of the year so or even folks who do like elden ring are like wow this game also rules yeah it's possible yeah i will be happy to get more good games for sure i would love that i love that i got disappointed this week i tried to i uh i recently purchased an xbox um, an Xbox Ooh. Series S, the digital only uh, console that is like, honestly, they must be, they're taking a huge loss on this thing. It's so cheap for, compared to most consoles these days. What's it cost? Like $300, which is like oh, a wow. Switch, which, and it has more yeah. horsepower than a Switch, and it's much less than a PlayStation 5. So, um, but yeah, so I was exploring Game Pass, and I downloaded this game that I was really excited for called Tunic. And mm. I did not like it. <laughs> so Kind of um, the cute the cute fox Dark Souls type game? Yeah. I think mostly it was because I'd already played that game earlier, like last year, called Death's Door. Which, mm-hmm. honestly, they are very, very similar. Um, but Death's Door does a yeah. couple of things um, that I liked a lot more. So Tunic just couldn't really work for me. So I'm still looking for a good doesn't, game to play. Doesn't Tunic have no, uh, like, English tutorial yeah. isn't it all like pictures and stuff to figure things out it's all pictures and languages you can't understand yeah the hyper hyper light drift are the same thing and sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't i think in terms of trying to visually teach you stuff about how the game works yeah um 
that's too bad. I've heard I've heard some folks say they really like oh, it. Oh yeah, folks say I can kind of like you completely like understand why you would like the game. It seems like it's really nice, but for me, I was just like, I've already gotten my fill of this type of game in the past year, and it just didn't really didn't really you know stand out to me in that way. I tried playing a uh, twenty minutes till dawn, and Ooh, I enjoyed that. That game that is so fun. good. It is. I've already got like the art style. ten hours in that game. I love it. Yeah, it's okay. it's a pretty interesting game. Um, it's it's in the new Vampire Survivors rogue like super stripped down, I guess, roguelike at this point, right? We're getting down to like where we're just trying we're finding the the very bare elements of what a roguelike is. Yeah, uh, and just making whole games out of that. Yeah, I agree. It's uh yeah, so Vamp- Vampire Survivors has become its own little genre now, and I'm I'm really wondering what's gonna happen next. Mm. Um. I've already, I've actually first seen it. Last week, I was like, I have no idea what they can do next. What I think they can do is Crypt of the Necrodancer style uh, Vampire Survivors, where it's a rhythm game slash this horde shooter style game. That could work. Yeah, like, what if you, like, because the thing is, like, Vampire Survivors stripped out so much of just the game in general concept of this roguelike. Yeah. And 20 minutes till dawn brings back one thing, which is shooting. Yep. You, you know, you, you manually attack. It would be really cool if you took out the attack again, but your attacks pulsed to the song that you're listening to the beat or whatever of the music. Yeah. That would be very interesting. Which is the same concept that that game BPM does, which is an FPS mm-hmm. that uses that same concept. So you just combine it all shit together to make another game. Can be really There's good. another first-person shooter rhythm game coming out soon that has like a heavy metal aesthetic to it as well which hey because i heard folks didn't quite like bpm so much um maybe this will do better i don't know yeah interesting it'll it's definitely a a genre that i think is probably going to be one to watch yeah i think what we should do next we we should combine vampire survivors with uh with dota so have like a moba where you're <clears throat> I guess the the minions are constantly swarming you. Strip it down to just three lanes, all right, and you got four players, okay? Okay. And in each lane, each person, there's 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 I guess there's eight players total in this game, right? There's three in the lanes, and there's two, there's six in the lanes, and two running around in the jungle, the jungle right? Sure. Your typical MOBA type thing. And the idea is that your base has minions that are friendly to you that are spawning and going towards one another, and then you're sitting there trying to like collect upgrades to like fight off their minions and then to protect your towers. I'm, I'm still working on this idea, but it's there. I think it's just it's kind of like Dota because you just take out the. Uh, the, the attacking portion of the game, the actual that part, and focus more instead on like trying to strategize around what the other player is doing because their attacks can hit you too. So you're trying to like deal with that. Mm. The minions and and their essentially it's a bullet hell game for both players, and the opponent is also playing a bullet hell against you. Yeah, so that'll be a new <laughs> multiplayer sensation, I assume. Yeah, man, watch it. It's gonna take off. So this is podcast and make it. That is quite the make idea. A, make a goddamn million dollars off this idea somehow. But other than that, I've been playing many video games. No. Seth, real quick, because we're a politics podcast. What's going on? Oh in the world? yeah. What is happening? Google politics, real quick. I've forgotten. I think there's some stuff with like. Oh, here's a fun topic. Bitcoin is is crashing. Hell yes. And graphics already can now be acquired again. In the dirt. In the dirt. 
I'm so happy that we're fucking, we're seeing this shit finally implode on itself. And I'm sure it'll bounce back again because someone will figure out a way to, to once again bring this shit back around. But I'm just thinking, like, at some point, the public has got to, to cotton on to the idea that this shit is a scam. Yeah. And... But then, and then everyone's like, oh, but now this is when you buy Bitcoin. This is right, when you buy yeah. it. Because then it goes back up. And I'm like, well, no, now you just want to buy it so that it will go back up because you fool little people into buying it again. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's dirt cheap now, so now you should buy it because then it'll go back. And it's like, some folks will probably buy it on that. Yeah, some it's dirt cheap. It's $18,000 per coin. Dirt cheap. Yeah. More money than I've ever had in my entire life. It's very, very, very attainable. Um, yeah. But that's funny. I heard that they, they like, the average of all cryptocurrencies had lost, like, 90% of the value from their peak. Yeah. Which is just very, very funny. Well, the, the good news in all this is the fact that fucking, just because of the Bitcoin crash alone, world energy consumption has gone down by 1%. Hell yeah. That should tell you about how much fucking power are wasted on this bullshit. When the entire global energy consumption drops by us, everyone will think, oh, 1% is not that much. It's actually fucking huge when you think about it. Yeah, 1% of the total energy consumption of the entire world? That's right. a lot. We were spending a lot of power on, on... We spent a lot of power on useless shit. This was probably the most useless thing to spend power on, right? Yeah. And the biggest loser in all of this is Seth Green. Have you heard about oh, Seth right. Green? What what what, what the, de the details on this one, Seth? There are no details for listeners who don't know. Um, Seth Green has apparently is making a animated television show out of his NFT ape that he has. Um, but he lost his ape in a phishing scam, which apparently means that he can't make a television show with an ape as the star. It has to be this terribly drawn ape. It can't be a different one. Um, so it was like, oh, I can't. This is, the, this is the end of my life. This is the worst thing ever. So, But Seth Green was able to get in contact with the people who stole his NFT. And he paid them $300,000 to get it back. And now, look where we are. Remember, I don't know if Seth Green was ever cool. But remember when he was at least a guy, you were like, oh, his work is cool, is interesting. You know, Robot Chicken is pretty Yeah, he did Robot Chicken, which is great. I, the funny thing is, I feel like if Robot Chicken was on right now, they'd be making fun of NFTs. Right, exactly. So it's just so oh. weird that he became some weird crypto guy. Yeah, I, I don't know much about him as an actual person. I just know that I've liked Robot Chicken, and he's been in things that I liked, and he seemed like he was a funny guy. I'm not sure if he was actually a smart person or not. But I feel like if you're buying Bitcoins and NFTs, you're probably not a smart person. And speaking of the other side of this with a different celebrity, and you, I'm, some people might not call him a celebrity, but have you, you are you familiar with the actor Ben McKenzie? Vaguely. He is, you will probably know him best as uh, Chief Gordon from Gotham, the television oh, show. Yeah. Um, okay. I know him best and most people know him best as Ryan Atwood from the OC in the early 2000s, which was one of the best teen soap operas there ever was. Um, I'm sure the numbers on the OC are much higher than that of Gotham. Um, what are you going to tell yourself? And, but he, he's not been doing anything as far as Hollywood goes since Gotham got over. 
because apparently he spent the last couple years of his life writing uh, a book about uh, his findings on the the downfall of crypto and the the problems with it. And he's been like an investigative journalist for like the past couple of years and just been doing interviews and stuff um, to figure out why crypto is a piece of shit. And he's releasing a book about it like next month or something. So that was not where I thought was where it was going when you started it. Where did you think it was going to go? I was like a huge crypto guy. NFT. I said the other side. Right. Of a a story that didn't go so well. Oh, Oh, well, this one would have gone well. I guess for Seth Green, it did go kind of well because he got his thing back. But at what cost? $300,000. And however much he paid for it originally. I Seth, the tw- the twist that you that you put into the story. I mean, it's real, I guess. That he turned into like some kind of investigative journalist is truly insane. Yeah, he became Chief Gordon in real life. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this investigation in, in, shit in that hard. I believe he spends most of Gotham as Lieutenant Gordon, only calling Chief in, towards the end. But yes, okay, nerd, got it. <laughs> It's kind of like a, a Batman year one situation. Remember, he's not Chief Gordon just yet. He's, yeah, he's, he's just like an Captain insane Gordon person who goes around and does whatever yeah. the fuck he wants. He does all the cool shit Batman should be doing in that fucking comic book. Yeah. He's just beating up gangsters and having fucking baseball bat fights with dudes in alleyways. That shit rules. Yeah. And awesome. Batman's like struggling to jump onto a fire escape at the same time. Oh, man. But I, th- I don't understand. I don't see that coming. That's it's it's very interesting how I don't know. It's like I remember when like Matt Damon and fucking LeBron James both did like ads for, Huge for like crypto commercials. Crypto. Yes. I and didn't remember. they buy that fucking stadium crypto dot com stadium crypto. or something? Crypto dot com bought the what was formerly the Staples Center that Lakers play in. They bought it. They also bought. Formula One teams, they bought some FIFA uh, ads. Every sport imaginable, they pretty much bought ad space or team team naming rights inside of uh, esports. There's esports teams mm-hmm. that are sponsored by this shit. So yeah, it's it's everywhere. I wonder how long those deals last for. <laughs> I have no the freaking. If you watch the goddamn my favorite thing in the world, the LCS, the League of Legends Championship Series in North America. They have become overrun by this blockchain uh, market called FTX. Mm-hmm. Every fucking thing on that program is is FTX. The FTX gold advantage. It lets you know who has the most gold in the game. And then there's these ads. And the ad is so funny because you have no idea what they're advertising. And then at the end, it's just like FTX blockchain. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. The FTX gold advantage makes me think of like the local weather report brought to you by a fucking lawyer's office yeah. for some well, reason. Well, it's paired up with the Red Bull Baron Power Play and the Bud Light Ace. Of course. So. Wow, gotta. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the State Farm Analyst Desk and the... the you, no, you, you're, you're, you're kidding by the State Farm Analyst Desk. No, State Farm That's Analyst Desk is the thing. There is the Rocket Flip the Switch replay and uh, there's a couple more sprinkled out and about. Okay, so here's the thing. Bud Light and Red Bull esports i see those two going together just fine state farm not so much oh yeah i I guess esports players getting older or esports people are getting older i guess have you not seen the state farm ashley birch commercials i have not they have ashley birch commercials now. they have several video game oriented commercials with ashley birch starring in them with the jake from state farm guy that's that's well so she got on the same sound stage as jake from state farm she did yeah 
She's in the big time now. So, yeah, they State Farm has decided that they really want to be in gaming for some reason. So, I mean, I guess somebody's got to do it since eSurance died. Yeah, they really. Oh man, imagine if esports got got popular just a little bit faster. Esurance mm-hmm. might be Amazon there, there, now. They there might will be, be a live action. <laughs> there will be a live action Aaron Esurance at every fucking yep. uh, LCS. Yep, the Esurance baby would have movies, yep. billboards, TV shows, NFTs, everything. Why isn't the gecko from Geico meeting Gex? Is my question. Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> It writes itself. We're all thinking it. <laughs> We've all been wondering it for years. So that's wild. I, I, so yeah. The, but the fact that there's this fucking crypto thing in, in in esports makes total sense, and it's the it's the target audience, I think, for for this shit. But like, I just hope that these young people who are watching. Why did I say young people? Oh my god! I hope these these people who are watching esports don't like get into crypto oh. because it was in the fucking show actually let me break down the best ftx commercial there is one that actually attempts to make some kind of point okay and it sucks because this is actually kind of a funny commercial until the very end basically larry david is the star of it yes larry david do not react until i'm done because you're not it's not going to get any better but at first he's like in ancient egypt and he's got like one of those i don't know like a, the beard or whatever and this guy's rolling up to him with a, a stone wheel and is like I'm calling this thing the wheel. And Larry David's like, who who needs a circular thing? Get that thing out of here. And then it fast forwards. And then they're like, he's like in a British monarchy and they're all eating their food. And some guy comes up and he's like, I've invented a fork. And he's like, I've got 10 forks right here, baby. I don't need that. And then they're like, oh, we, and then he's like at the Declaration of Independence signing. And they're like, oh. We should give everyone the right to vote. And he's like, even the stupid people? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, oh, no, that's bad. And then um, then he's at the, the, the NASA, and they're like, we're going to go to the moon. He's like, no, I can go to the moon. It's too far. It's too far. You can't go there. And then it, it's, to, it's today, and he's sitting in a room with some you know very, very young man. And the guy's just like, and that's how you buy crypto. You just use FTX, FTX blockchain. And then Larry David's like, I'm sorry, this isn't going to work. And trust me, I'm never wrong about this kind of stuff. And then that's the end of the commercial. <sighs> Was Larry David just lost or something that day? Did he wander on like, the wrong set? I'm, for, I'm like, you're trying to promote <laughs> cryptocurrency. And you're like, who can we get? Who is going to be able to sell the heck out of this thing? Who has their pulse on the finger yeah. on the... Bane of America. And they're like, well, Seinfeld's getting more popular because of Netflix. Maybe somebody from Seinfeld, he's like, you're right. The creator of Seinfeld. Let's get him. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's not exactly. Jerry Seinfeld? It's not exactly no, what we meant. he didn't meant. create it, dumbass. I'm not the real guy who created it, all it's right? It's not really what we meant, but okay, mm. I guess. And then, what, if they, what if they got in Wayne Knight? And then that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty funny. Honestly, better commercial in my opinion. Honestly, Wayne, Wayne Knight needs work. <laughs> I haven't seen That's Wayne true. Knight in a while. And he's great. He's hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to choose to believe that Larry David was just like, are you paying me for this in actual dollars? And yes, I'll That's do it. That's what it is. That's the same thing. It's like, you think Matt Damon got paid in crypto for that commercial, that stupid ass commercial he did that makes no sense? No. 
And then there's some people. Do you who think LeBron like, James took payment in cryptocurrency? Yeah. Fuck no. And there's some of these guys who are like, oh, there's like athletes and politicians who are like, I'm taking my paycheck in Bitcoin now, and I'm like, oh, you mean you people who already have millions and millions of dollars to live the rest of your life on, you're gonna take your paycheck in crypto? Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Go for it. It's just like, yeah, I, I would want someone to ask the, the celebrities. So you believe in it enough to endorse it. Did you actually get paid in it? And have them like answer that question for you real fast. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone did. You couldn't pay my ass Monopoly money to do anything for you. No. Fuck no. <laughs> if you paid me in real money, I'd probably say whatever you wanted, but not not for not for little glass beads, That's basically. That's not true. The millennials can't be bought. <laughs> I'm, I'm poor and I have an addiction to magic cards to feed, so uh, hit me up if you need an endorsement for anything that's not the CIA. Um, I did see a license plate the other day in, in town that literally said CIA XOXO. Could be someone's initials. Let's be honest. It could be someone's initials. I I really, Seth, hope that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it could be I somebody named like Sherlevon Ilion Aelon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that was the best you could come up with. I'm sorry. You just couldn't. So you sorry. had nothing. <laughs> it couldn't be Charles Isaac Allen or something. Wow, no. You just thought of that? That's pretty good. That's easy. I thought all names at the end of the same sound. <laughs> like how it works in real life. Exactly. So I'm named Smith Biff. <laughs> mm. Oh, shit. Well, but, um... Go ahead, sir. I was say, you just brought it up a little bit. I wanted you to talk to me about Magic the Gathering and how that's oh, going. Tell me about Wizards of the Coast and how good of a company they are. Wizards of the Coast is a very bad company, and you shouldn't give them money unless you are addicted to Wizard Squares. Um, you definitely shouldn't give them money for their D&D shit. Um, uh, I, I choose to see it as I am giving money to the store that has already bought the Magic the Gathering product that I will then purchase from them. I am supporting a local business that I, I would like to patron uh, with my money. Um no, basically, Wizards of the Coast was given a directive from Hasbro, their parent company, to double profits in five years. And they did it in three. And they're happy about that. Um, they're very pleased with themselves. They've done it through a combination of things, such as putting out a lot more product than they used to. And it turns out people will buy that product because they want it, I guess. And also doing things like the there's this thing they have called secret layers. And a secret layer, there's this thing I've learned about for secret layers called drops. You've heard, you've heard of drops, Seth? Where a company will, oh, yeah, yeah, will yeah. drop a thing yeah, and say, okay, everyone. buy it now. Uh, everyone gets in line for it, whether virtually right. or in real life, and then they gotta get it, uh -huh. and then it's gone. They dropped it. There's this company called like Supreme that does this, apparently, for all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, very, very, they kind of invented the modern drop. Yeah, so secret layers are like, hey, here's fucking... Do you want to pay us $30 for five magic cards that have like a special artist did the, the art or something? Sure, eat up, little piggies. And people did. And it has sold insanely well. The first one, I think the first one was the Walking Dead cards. Wow. And that thing just sold, I mean, just it exploded. It was crazy. Which is funny because I think Walking Dead things. is at its, its uh, nadir of popularity. Yeah, it was three years ago at this point, I think. So maybe it was a little bit more popular back then. But still, I'm with you. I didn't. I thought that it dropped off like five years ago, yeah. maybe, or something. But apparently, fucking people ate it up. I that and Stranger Things. 
It was okay. weird too. Stranger, Stranger Things happened in like October of 2021 when the show wasn't even coming back around. Like we knew a new season was coming out, but it was still months and months away. Yeah. <clears> they were just <clears> keeping the their name out there. Weird. Yeah. So they've made a shitload of money. They've made a ton of money. And they're and they're doing it by squeezing people. Uh, they're giving you less stuff for more money every time. Like booster boxes are getting less and less cards in them. They are printing garbage in lots of these these card these card packages. You're not getting your money's worth at all. There's this guy on YouTube uh, called The Professor who has a, po- a, a show, Tulare Community College, where he has a thing called the Booster Box Game, where he'll buy a booster box, open the cards up, and count up the value of the ones that are worth more than $2. And if he gets to the price of their booster box, he, he paid for the one he just bought, he'll buy another one, and the game will continue going. He recently did one for the newest set that came out, and he got a whopping $7 of value out of a $108 box of cards. Wow. It was dog shit. And the com- Wizards of the Coast is not a good company. Um, if you're going to play Magic the Gathering like I do, you should buy single cards from your card store or online people who, who open them up because you shouldn't buy a booster packs. Don't do that. I discovered a um, a gaming shop close to my house recently that was built. They built it inside of a decommissioned bank. So this game shop puts all of their magic cards in the, the vault that was the bank. So all the magic shit is in the vault. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably where it needs to be. because it's, it's worth more than what was in the vault at one point, probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Um, it's a fun game. I love playing it. I've, I go there and I play Commander with people. Um, and Commander is the most popular format in the game. It's like a four or more player uh, thing now. Where it's like it's just crazy. How the deck's like what sixty cards happens. or hundred cards? Um, a usual deck is sixty, and a, hun- a Commander is at least a hundred. Yeah, and only singles of everything but basic lands. Um, which makes things a bit... That's why all folks like Commander is, because some cards should be so goddamn expensive, you only need one for Commander, though. You yeah. don't need a full playset of four. But there's this one card... I'll give you an example. Okay. I'll give you an example. There's a, there's a card me. from last year called Dockside Extortionist. It costs one red... I'm sorry, one and red. It's a goblin, and when it enters a battlefield, for every artifact or enchantment controlled by your opponents, you create a treasure token. Treasure tokens can be tapped and sacrificed to generate one mana of any color. This is an incredibly good card. This is super well-costed. It's good no matter when you drop it in the game, basically. Because in Commander, there's going to be artifacts and enchantments. People love running them. They're going to they're, they're gonna have them. So this thing comes out. You get a ton of fucking mana off of it. And the cost of it was $80 Goddamn. for a copy of this fucking card. And then just last week, they announced it's being reprinted in the new Double Masters 2022 set coming out in like three weeks. And the price went from $80 to $40. Wow. Like... Literally uh, in the span of like six hours. And it's probably going to get stay there or get lower. But it's a card that every red deck wants. You're going to want no matter what you're fucking doing. And it's insane that it costs that much. There's this fucking monkey called Ragavan, which costs like 70 to to $100 as well. Like, it's just, it's just no piece of cardboard should cost that much. If I was like into magic, I would do a bit where I wouldn't buy that card. I'd pick it up, give it to the the shopkeeper and say... It says eighty dollars, but I'll give you one in the red. <laughs> sure, yeah. And then boom, right. yeah. Uh, 
Also, folks, if you don't want to pay a bunch of money for magic cards, just proxy them. <clears throat> just talk to your fucking friends, print out a version of the card, stuff it into a sleeve with a basic land, and just play with that because there's no fucking point in paying that much money for a, a piece of cardboard. People it's, do that, they just make up the card. Say what now? People do that, they just make up and say, I have this card when they don't. When they're allowed, when you allow them to, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, some people are cool with it. You, you can't do it in any kind of official capacity. No tournament lets you do this. But Commander's a casual format anyway, so why not just proxy the cards you want? I mean, some folks will not let you proxy, like, Black Lotus or some shit. Uh, uh, I, don't, I would let you do it. Fuck it, I don't care. It's fucking Black Lotus. Go for it. That is very but, funny. Uh, but yeah, so Magic the Gathering, very fun hobby. Uh, very expensive, though. And so you, it's too bad. Yeah. Like I'm trying to build a deck right now, and right now the cost of it's about four hundred dollars. Holy um, shit! I have a, a couple of pieces already, which should bring about down to three hundred. But yeah, it's weird. That is crazy. But uh, or you should play Popper, the 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 the, the format only commons. You can buy yourself a fucking top of the line Popper deck for sixty bucks. Wow. Only 10 cards in the deck. Have fun. Only 10 cards? Yep. 10 card decks. Yeah. 10 card decks. What could you even do with 10 cards? I'm sure you could do something with 10 cards. But so, Seth, um, I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. uh, I heard that recently you uh, you were re-watching a certain thing, a certain a certain television program. Stranger Things? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. And I, I wanted to get I your thoughts on, on how to... I also rewatched it, so... <clears throat> we talked about it a little bit, so how did how did you feel about it? Uh first season is goaded, legendary, uh really, really cool television. I remember when that first when that season came out, I think within the first month of it being out, I watched it six times. I just really was I was really grabbed by it. Nothing had felt like those like seventies and eighties movies to me in a very long time. Um season two Kind of bad, honestly. Not that great. Uh, I think I've been kind of blinded. Past couple of years, I've been defending it, including the episode where Eleven goes off and does her thing with the 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 number eight, the other girl. Um, that episode is complete bullshit. And honestly, that season it kind of just doesn't make any sense at all. Season three, pretty fucking good, actually. Really enjoy <laughs> season three. Um, yeah. except for the weird capitalist girl lucas's sister very very not even just because i don't like capitalism just because it seemed really shoehorned in like when when the mayor of that show talks about how much he loves capitalism i'm like this makes sense he's the mayor and he's Mm -hmm. you know a guy who's obviously benefited from it a lot so it's just weird when the the little girl liked it but other than that season three kind of hits and then we've talked about this privately but season four i can we can sit here and list out like a hundred problems with season four so far but I still kind of love it. <laughs> yeah. I just rewatched right before this podcast. I just rewatched episode four of season four, which is maybe the best episode of Stranger Things ever. Um, and I'm, I was really, really blown away by how, how how well they executed that one. So it's been good. I think it's funny how that how that this season of Stranger Things has brought that fucking Kate Bush song back. Yeah, Kate Bush, and- who is like. 80 something years old now she has probably just seen a huge rise in her bank account all of a sudden she's How's just like, buying this one song yeah she's like okay i'll take it i love the folks watching the music video and being like what in the fuck is this music video what is happening right now 
because it is a bizarre video. It's yeah. a very fucking strange music video. And uh, but yeah, that one scene in that song, man, just fucking. It's weird how like how eighties nostalgia is a thing. People who weren't alive in the eighties. Yes. And there are also people are finding out some of the 80s music does actually still rule. Not mo- not a lot of it, but some of it's still pretty good. Yeah, like that song kind of still rips. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh. But yeah, I also agree. Season two on rewatch is like actually not great, and season three is way better. I like, return to form. Best part though is Crazy Hopper, just. The fact that, he, that, that fucking that kid drives him so insane, I'll never stop laughing at that his performance. Yeah, honestly, David Harbour is a big highlight of the show. He is, yeah, um, yeah he's really, really uh, funny, and he just pulls off some of the stupidest shit in the world so well. Mm-hmm. He's a very charismatic actor, I would say. And I think also people talk about it a lot, but Winona Ryder is pretty good in the show in the show as well, um, playing a, a parent who uh, who just can't get catch a break ever. Basically, her her life is hell. Yeah, Winona Ryder is great. She's you know she's she's an all time um, great. Ever since ever since Beetlejuice, I was like Winona Ryder is great, and she never disappoints. Remember when she was Spock's mom in Star Trek? Not until right now. I'd actually forgotten about that. Yeah, she was Spock's mom. So yeah, I um uh yeah, I was trying to think of myself though, like, what did David Harbour do before Stranger Things? What was his thing? Because, you know, you got Winona Ryder and Matthew Modine, both of who have, you know, careers that you could you could point back to and say they did this thing before now that Matthew Modine is a fucking, you know, horror sci fi kind of guy. Going back a long time, yeah. Winona Ryder. You know, we've already talked about her bona fides. She's she's been at the game forever. Um, but what did, what did, what did David Harbour do before this show? Uh, well, he was in Suicide Squad as uh, Dexter Tolliver, Stranger Things, who we all remember. Yeah, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Oh, same year, twenty sixteen. They both okay. they both came out. Um, so they right. would have been filmed relatively close to each other. Gotcha. Um. Uh, he was on the show Banshee for a couple episodes. Okay. He was on the newsroom, which is like the best show ever. So, oh, that's that's his claim to fame. Um, yeah, not nothing like. Oh yeah, the David David Harbor from Pan Am. What he was on six <laughs> episodes of Pan Am, which is every episode of Pan Am. Um, <laughs> he was in Brokeback Mountain and War okay. of the Worlds. Right. Okay, he had a pretty big two thousand five. All right, he yeah, had some big and movies, Cruise, and yeah, his out. yeah his career kind of started around that time, and then yeah, just yeah, yeah, I guess he just worked it out. Uh, you know, Netflix every once in a while finds somebody kind of new, pulls them in, and then gives them a couple things. They let him do his little passion project, Frankenstein's monsters, monster Frankenstein. Um, <laughs> I never was was he in that show on Amazon, Comrade Detective? Didn't he play the actual like? comrade detective character no because i know wasn't channing tatum the like he was not in the actual he was in the show but not as he wasn't part of the like show within a show i think right or am i just completely fucking off base here yeah honestly i got no fucking clue i've never seen this i don't don't think i've ever even heard of it so maybe it never even got made hold on i'm gonna google this. no the guy who i i see the guy you're talking about florin 
Piatsik Jr. And with, in the right light, he kind of does it like David Harbour. So, yeah. I'll tell you what's riveting podcasting is the two of us looking at IMDb. (laughs) Okay, I'll say this then. Speaking of Banshee. Yes. I've been watching The Boys Season 3. Yes. And gotta say, show fucking rules. This... I'm going to say something. I'm going to, I'm going to say something else on top of this. Okay. I say two things. The boys is the most trenchant political commentary we have on America right now. All right. Second, that does not fucking matter at all. Okay. It doesn't matter how clever or funny or incite in, in, in incisive your show is on American politics. It doesn't matter at all. You will never change anything. Nothing will ever be modified by your, by your, your political commentary and your entertainment show. It's not going to matter. It is, however, extremely funny to watch. And and it's amazing just how they cut to the core of so many issues doing it with this superhero farce. And it becomes even funnier when you kind of like look at real life. Because the show, mm-hmm. the, I've still watched season three, but The Boys constantly makes fun of our current superhero culture. And yep. how we've like kind of dumbed them down and how there's like they're just pervasive for no reason. And now Amazon has mentioned how they want to do spinoffs on spinoffs on spinoffs of the boys. And mm. it's funny that the creatives behind the show clearly are like, there's too much superhero shit right now. We're just kind of like making fun of that whole idea. And then the business people are like, cool, let's make a whole lot more. You guys can keep making this point everywhere. Right. <laughs> and yeah. it's really, really weird to me. The, the uh, dichotomy there. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I don't know, it's too bad that, 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 it's too bad that things don't change because of the entertainment. Um, not that the boys would change anything, uh, but I do think it is very funny how it just, like I said, just cuts to these core, like, like you saw season two, right? So yeah. You, you, so you remember how they took the fact that, that, the, that the, the Queen Maeve character was bisexual and turned it into a goddamn farce? Yeah. You know? They made, made it was like fake wokeness or whatever on the corporate part. Exactly. Like, we're, like, oh, we're, we're pride now. They do that in season three to a maximum that I didn't know could be achieved in a fucking television show. It made me want to puke the things they they do to her, the fact that she's bisexual. My God, it's completely fucking crazy. I'll say this, for folks out there who haven't who haven't started it yet. Season three has a thing happen in the first twenty minutes of the first episode that is probably the wildest thing I have ever seen. In a television show, I don't know how you could top the thing that you see happen. There is no way. Simple as that. You're not. You 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 can't be topped. It's truly one of the most horrifying, disgusting, and funny things I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. I'll have to give season three a go sometime soon. At least the first 20 minutes, that first episode. I watched all five yesterday because I got hooked on it. Uh, it was it was that all five that are out right now. Yeah. And gotta say, they the fuckers writing this show and making it still know what they're doing. It's still very good. I love earlier when you said that um, the boys isn't going to change anything politically. And I just mm-hmm. thought in my head, one day there'll be a man who's like, and now we're passing the boys act. We have, <laughs> we have fixed... All of our problems and the boys led us in the right direction. Right. 
It kind of reminds me of in The Dark Knight how Harvey Dent releases the Dent Act, which just makes crime illegal. And it's like, (laughs) what kind of political genius thought this shit up? (laughs) I'm sitting there, I'm like, what does the Dent Act do? Right. It's so important. I thought thought the the Dent Act was something made after he died. In his honor or whatever. Maybe it was. I don't remember at this point. But it, but, you're, but you are right, because all it did was, like, crime is illegal now. Exactly! <laughs> what the fuck was it? We've we've now given our officers the ability to do this thing, this thing called arresting people. Yeah. It's going to change the game. We've also here, opened these buildings called jails. <laughs> and we're going to fill them full of black people. Yep. Don't you worry. Exactly. That's, that's our Gotham. Yeah. I did always enjoy the in the in the Dark Knight Rises the 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 uh, ethnic diversity of the uh, the prisoners that yep. showed up in Blackgate. Also, the fact they put a woman in there, yeah, just like Why not? we gotta we gotta put a lady in here. Yep. What's the reason exactly? Other prison full can't do it. It wouldn't make sense in this context, but wasn't wasn't Bane's origin story that his mom went to prison, had him died, and then he had to live out mm-hmm. her sentence? She was put into a literal hole in the ground that was a prison, and yes, he was born there, and she died, and he had to stay. That's amazing. <laughs> that's that's also the, the origin story of, uh, of Freddy Krueger, isn't it? That's the legend or whatever, that his mom was raped by a hundred men in a fucking prison or whatever, and then she gave birth to him. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that is real. Speaking of that, Sing Robert England now. is in Ooh. Season 4 of Stranger Things. Yeah, so always happy to see him. Yeah, he's great. Give that man work because he we owe it to him. He is a legend. He's the best. Him and Wayne oh, Knight man. should be a movie together. <laughs> Wayne Knight is right up there with that. Oh man, Seth, who was that kid on the Office? Duke something or another. Duke. Uh, oh, Clark uh, Duke. Clark Duke, whose names just do not match. What they look like in real life at all. Yeah, you think I. Well, I think Clark Duke, no offense to the man, I think like uh like Jack Reacher style dude. Mm. Like he's big. Right. He mm-hmm. he rode crew and he's here to fuck shit up. Yeah. And when I see Wayne when I hear Wayne Knight. Well, I think of a cool black guy. I yeah. think of like a nineties cool black dude, Wayne Knight. Yeah, Wayne Knight. But no, you you just get you get who Wayne Knight is. Just much different. A guy who if you, th- you showed me a picture of him, I would say, oh, the guy from Jurassic Park. I never knew he was on Seinfeld until, like, way later. Yeah. And he killed it on that. Uh, and then he was, oh, he's also on Space Jam. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I'm uh, like, oh, he's, he's, he's Nedry from, uh, from uh, Jurassic Park. He gets eaten by that tar-spitting dinosaur. Man, the freaking T-Rex in the original Jurassic Park. We're never going to make an effect that looks as good as that ever again. Nope. Probably not. Although I haven't seen Colin Trevorrow's Jurassic World Dominion just yet, so maybe let me hold the, let me hold my tongue on that one. Oh, with with the Joker dinosaur? Yeah, the one that wants that to watch the, the Joker. I would want someone to sit to sit him down and ask him how is he like the Joker, and don't say he wants to watch the World Bird. It's an animal. Expand on this. Um, I never even saw the freaking second Jurassic World movie. Me neither. Because the more I thought about the first one. I was like, this isn't a very good movie. Mm-mm. And it om- almost, honestly, kind of more than the Star Wars movies relies entirely on nostalgia. 
It does. Yeah, for sure. For anything to actually Do land. Remember the bizarre moment in that movie when the dinosaurs team up to kill that one lady whose only crime was that she was kind of mean to some kids? Yeah. It's like they triple team her ass to death. And I was like, what did this character do to deserve this? I don't understand. Yeah, that that was that was weird. And from what I've heard, like, that doesn't get any better. Like, not every death is m- morally like a thing. But in movies, sometimes characters do get horrible deaths because they did something to deserve it. And she just got like picked up by a pterodactyl, thrown around in the air, dropped into the water, and then eaten by the fucking Mosasaur or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, but why? <laughs> what did she do? It was so they did bad. a real alley-oop on that one. And it was, <laughs> it was fucked up. I watched it in the theater. I was just like, wait, this character doesn't, doesn't deserve this horrible of a death. I don't yeah. think. <laughs> like, that was weird. And now that thinking about it, we made three of those is just depressing. How did three the of other, those get made? The other day, I almost did watch the second one. Oh, I almost no. did watch the why second did, one. Why didn't you call me first? Why didn't you call me first? <laughs> I almost did. I didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't click. You know, there's a, a button on your wall that says "Break Glass in case of watching <laughs> Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom," and it's a. Um, it calls me on speed dial. I still might watch it. I don't know. Oh, no. Um, and only because I want to watch the third one because it's got fucking Sam Neill back in it. You know, we got Sam Neill. We got um. We got a oh, Laura Dern Smith. Come on, Laura Dern. I can't want to say Holly Hunter, but no, it's Laura Dern. No. Um. And they're back. You you can't. I mean, come on. I love those, t- those two actors. They're great. And I might put up with Chris Pratt to watch them. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Chris Pratt. How man? We really thought he was going to be the next thing, and then he yep. he is. But now we're not happy about it. <laughs> no, we just, don't like it. He's not great. Not great. It turns out he's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all this weird religious stuff he's into is. Strange, and he refuses to actually address it <laughs> at all. Yeah, like people, people are like, "Why don't you like? Why don't you dislike Tom Cruise?" And I will tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because Tom Cruise is a much better actor. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you why. Tom Cruise is a fucking performer. Right? Did you hear about the conversation he had with Miles Teller on the set of Top Gun? So, oh, wait, do you mean Odometer? <laughs> yeah, Miles Teller, the Odometer. So they were filming Top Gun Maverick for you know weeks and weeks. And apparently this, this something really happens in actual fighter pilots is when you're in the cockpit for so long um, and there's so much heat, you can actually get jet fuel inside of your body. Um, it, it's not, it won't kill you or anything, but there'll be trace right. amounts of it in you. So one day during production, Miles Teller was at the doctor and they were like, hey, this is kind of funny. You have jet fuel in your blood, but it's, it's fine. You're, you're not, it's not going to hurt you or anything. It's just a funny thing that happens to pilots. So then... Miles Teller is so excited. He goes to set and he tells Tom Cruise. He's like, hey, I was actually at the doctor. And they said, I, I have uh, jet fuel in my blood. You know what Tom Cruise says? He says, good for you, kid. I was born with it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. God damn. You can't help but like Tom Cruise. That's, you just can't. That's the thing. I mean, if you if you watch the movies, the man's dedicated. You watch Mission the Mission Impossible movies. Come on, give me a break. There's nobody who does it better than him. I'm sorry. The all the weird fucking Scientology shit in the world could not take away from the fact the motherfucker is just goddamn good at acting. Top Gun Maverick just became the fourth movie in history to make forty million dollars in its fourth weekend domestically. Jesus. So there's something to the guy. <laughs> 
Is it good? Do I need to watch it? I've heard it's great. I have never even seen the original Top Gun. I'm not ashamed mm. to say that out loud, but I've never even seen it. So I don't have any interest in this movie, but I've heard it's good. <clears throat> I've seen the original Top Gun when I was like eight. All right? yeah. I don't remember much about it at this point. I just always thought Top Gun was stupid because it celebrates the most useless people in our society, aside from Bitcoin people, which is jet fighter pilots. That's the thing. For every clip I've seen from the original movie and the new one, they don't seem to be actually doing anything. It's right. just like they're out running drills. And I'm like, it's mm. it's cool, I guess. But who is the bad guy? Like, in the original, I, mean, I remember this. The last conflict is that we almost get into a shooting war with the Russians. Whoa. We almost do it. And, I, and this one, apparently an actual war happens. And my question is, with fucking who? Who is the Who is the enemy? Because if it's China or Russia, the world's going to end. So I don't understand who they're fighting. Is it going to be North Korea or some shit? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird. That is but yeah, I mean, weird. I got to, nothing to take away from, from Tom Cruise. Dude fucking rules. And I'm actually rewatching right now. I'm working on the thesis in my head that Mission Impossible is the most consistently good action series of my lifetime. Thesis having proven by default. Having now watched one, two, and three, I can say I did. I remember not liking two that much. Two actually rules. Two is great. I take it yeah. all back. Two is good. John Woo knows how to make a fucking movie. It might not be the movie that you wanted, true. but he knows how to make a movie. He, dude, fucking that movie. That movie rips. It's very weird, but it's weird in a John Woo way. Yeah, and John Woo makes fucking shit that's good. So yeah, and I just think that once you get a Ghost Protocol, especially, it just turns into fucking. It's. Because the other contender, I think, would be the Fast and Furious movies, but they don't really get good, like consistently good, until five. Yeah, five was when that franchise really. And then out. around the around eight, it's like they're good, but there's some stuff in here you probably take out. Probably not that they're getting, great. They're getting a little complacent, is what I would say. Yeah, See, number nine, I enjoyed it, but there were some scenes that I was like, "This has gone a bridge too far." Actually, and revise this. It was Fast Four when it got really good because Four is the one in Brazil with all that crazy shit that happens. That's that's when it starts to really become something great. Which is called Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Am I wrong about this? Was it? Is it five the one in Brazil? With, when they're in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, that's five. Okay, so yeah, it is five. So the yeah. first four are the ones that are like, eh. Yeah. First, they they just boy, they sure, they sure do vary them first them first few. I remember the second one is. Not great. Also, isn't it crazy that they, the street racing competition was called Race Wars? Yeah. Isn't that just weird that that got past anybody's approval? It was the 90s, man. Well, those movies came out in the early 2000s, but sure. No, then Fresh and Furious came out in the 90s, didn't it? Didn't the first one? Let's fact check totally... each other. Oh, boy, the, the hairstyles. I'm trying to think the Fast that. and Furious, 2001, baby. Oh, 9-11. Yep. Not the worst thing that happened that year, apparently. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. Um, even, dude, here's the thing. The thing about the 2000s is, were even worse than the 90s. It was racism is dead, and we don't talk about it anymore. It's over. Why yeah. are you so worried? Honestly, so, that's, that's kind of what it was like. We could name our fucking competition Race Wars. What are you going to do about it? Racism's dead. Are you a racist? Is that why you care? <laughs> yeah, is that why you're so interested in this? Hmm? 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 <laughs> Were you hoping for something else, perhaps, when you said when you heard the word race wars? Uh, but yeah, so I, I was yeah, fucking Mission Impossible is great. Tom Cruise is great. Fucker can do anything. I watch him fucking act in a paper bag for three hours. Yeah. I don't care. He, Chris Pratt does not have 
two percent of what he has. No. So sorry. Chris Pratt's not even in the same galaxy in terms of stars as Tom Cruise. Are you fucking kidding me? Like he he lead he's a leading man, sure, but there's differences in leading men. <laughs> there are there are calibers and tiers here. Yeah, truly. Like on the Tom Cruise level are people like Tom Hanks. There's another Tom that I would say is fucking almost I was hmm. I'm looking at this new fucking biopic about uh about Elvis Presley and that accent he's putting on, and I'm wondering, is Tom is Tom Hanks still got it? <laughs> yeah. Uh the less we talk about that movie, the better. Um yeah, Tom Hanks is one of those he's a leading man. Because there's this thing, this theory now that Hollywood is out of movie stars. Like as far as new people, like we clearly we still have like Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, but like people are trying to think about who the last movie star is, and I'm like the last movie star was probably Will Smith. Yep, and we see and we see what happened. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was the last the last guy I think was like, if he made a movie, people were like, "Have you seen the new Will Smith movie?" Um, yeah, another actor though the people. Don't we know about this? But had a weird run where he made he had four movies in a row that made over one hundred million dollars at the domestic box office. Was Shia LaBeouf? Ooh, we in the mid two thousands. He had a run there where even outside of Transformers, Disturbia and Eagle Eye both made a ton of money because people mm-hmm. were like kind of on the Shia LaBeouf train. And he, nothing bad has happened with him. Everything's gone well since then. Yeah. So maybe we still we can still cling to Shia LaBeouf. We just have to Google them real fast. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Next, next topic. Um, oh, no. Famine. Famine. Apartheid. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, but you're right. I do think that, that there's like there's like so few actors. When I think of a movie star right now, I'm like Tom Cruise. Like that's what I keep thinking of. Like yeah. fucking Tom Cruise is right there. I can't think of any recent guys. I feel like folks wanted Chris Pratt to be that, but he's not, it turns out. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I'm coming up blank here. I mean, people like the Marvel movies, they don't have movie stars in them because they work as a team, right? Basically in tandem. Like, RDJ is great. Don't get me wrong. But he's never been able to be a movie star. He has not been able to do that. As great as he is and how much he probably deserves that status, it just doesn't work. Iron Man is the closest he's ever come to it. And I don't think that you could... I mean... The dude, I gotta give him credit. He he basically did sell the entire goddamn Marvel movie project to the yeah. world. I'll give him credit for that. But outside of that of those movies, he's a fun guy apparently. But what's he been in? That's not those that you he's the, man, the, the, the run, leading man you want to go see. But his run from the first Iron Man to the first Sherlock Holmes, it was like this guy. He's gonna be the next. He is gonna be the big movie star. But then he made the Lincoln Lawyer and. Or they imply that he has sex with his own daughter, and that's mm. just uh, you know, then it's just Marvel for a while. Do you think that the the, the Sherlock Holmes movie was the one that kind of Not broke Lincoln the... Lawyer? Fuck, it's called the Judge. I'm stupid. The Go Judge, ahead. nice, good job. But yeah, I think I think those Sherlock Holmes where people were just like, oh, oh, mm, I don't know about this anymore. I think you're wrong. I know a lot. Really? A lot of people really do love those movies, and are, a lot of people are very very surprised there isn't a third one. I liked the thir- the first one. I liked it. But at the same time, I was just like, this is kind of trash. It's kind of I mean, trashy. Yeah. But It's not, you know, freaking art house, high caliber, five star movie or anything. I mean, didn't Guy Ritchie make it? Guy Ritchie did make it. 
And Gallery Show makes good movies that are trashy. Like it's just as simple as is all I can say. That's his thing. I mean, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I just think that I think that the Sherlock Holmes movie was the one where people were just like, I don't know, if this is it, guys. Maybe, maybe it was a judge. I mean, maybe you're right, but I don't think I don't think that was a big mass. I don't think no, that was a big no, movie. That was just, I just wanted to point out the fact that they imply he has sex with his daughter in that movie. Um, I, I do I need to watch this movie now? To, no, to you don't. A movie, is, a movie is horrible. I'm very curious. Um, but yeah, you're you're probably right. There's really no real big movie stars these days. I ask you a question, Seth. Who who was the biggest female movie star? Biggest female movie star. This is a tough question. Well, every person who watches any movie in AMC sees Nicole Kidman every week, so she might be the <laughs> biggest movie star, biggest female movie star right now. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest female movie star. I mean, I would say maybe not at the moment, but a couple of years ago, I would definitely say it was like Tiffany Haddish. She was in everything. Mm. Every movie mm-hmm. had Tiffany Haddish in it. Um, I want to say I want to say something like Jessica Chastain. I just, that's probably not true. <laughs> I just no. feel like that's. Um, yeah, right. Right now, it's just it's such a weird question. Who would be number one? Viola Davis, maybe. That's. I mean, I can see that, that for sure. That's a pretty pretty strong contender. It's just like. You would say, have you seen the new Tom Cruise movie? Have you seen the new Viola Davis movie? Have you seen the, the new uh, Jessica Chastain oh, movie? Yeah. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue, I don't think. I don't think it's the same. Like, what... Is this, maybe, maybe this is a sexist thing. I don't know. Like, not for us personally, although I guess we kind of are. Yeah. But, like, is society in large, are there women who headline movies and people go see them just for that woman? You know? Like you would for a Tom Cruise or a Will Smith. Yeah, I don't know. I guess not. Also, I... I messed up the name of a movie again. I said Clemency, which stars Alfred Woodard, not mm. freaking Paula Davis. That movie also has freaking Bunk from The Wire in it. Oh, man. Interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll, another I'll, guy who hasn't done anything wrong. <laughs> Alfre Woodard, I remember mostly from Luke Cage. I'm sure she's been in things that were better than Luke Cage, for sure. But I remember her being the, yeah. The, yeah, she's, somewhat she's of the villain on Luke Cage. She was in K-Pax. So, yeah. I mean, K-Pax. What, what else yeah, another thing, another movie showing a person who's never done anything wrong. We're on a street yeah, I mean, today. We're doing, we're doing great. Bitch, you're gonna fucking talk about the Pirates of the Caribbean, and that's the end of the show. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, did you see that he released a song with Beck? Who? When you say he, who do you mean? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. No. Called a day in the life. I d- I did not see this. Apparently, Beck is on is on Team Depp. I'm like, ooh, interesting look there. Yeah. Because I didn't watch Trial. I don't give a fuck. I could not care. But from what I did see through cultural osmosis, the lesson was no one here was the hero. <laughs> Everyone was bad. Well, here's the thing. I was gonna. I did not follow this as closely as most people. But I'll mm-hmm. just leave you guys with this. All the memes online were Amber Heard bad. Amber Heard terrible stupid making stuff up and all that may be true she presented herself terribly in that trial Mm. she did not make herself likable and that's just the cut of it johnny depp made himself incredibly likable which is what he's done for his whole career so he won the trial but that trial was not about did johnny depp do anything wrong 
that trial has been settled. It has been proven by by the court that Johnny Depp physically and emotionally abused Amber Heard. That is true. This case mm-hmm. was, is Amber Heard allowed to say that that happened? And right. she is not. So just take, just think about that a little bit. I don't care who's right or wrong in the scenario, but, and mm-hmm. yes, there is also proof that she physically abused him or whatever, but it has been, just trying to say that Johnny Depp is upset that she's calling herself a victim of abuse. And that's why this whole trial happened. Just think about it. That's all I want to say. I'm not, I really can't pick us out here, but oh my God, just think about that for a minute. Yeah. Yep. Fair. That's that's very true. Uh, well, Seth, do you think this is an episode of the podcast? I think it is. All right. Well, this has been the Lineals podcast. We're going to talk about what we've been doing. Oh, Shit, you're right, Seth. What have you been doing? Yeah. So, wanted to throw out a couple of recommendations. One, I've never been able to get into the whole like tabletop RPG podcast critical role style stuff, but I've been watching Dimension 20 on Dropout, and it's really, really fucking good, and I like it a lot. Uh, I've been reading a book called Sleeping Giants, which is written by, I'm probably going to say their name completely wrong, but it's Sylvain Nouvelle. Um... It's very similar to like World War Z, but it tells a story about a giant fucking robot that's found on Earth. And it's really good. And then the third thing I'm going to recommend is a movie that you can watch on Netflix called RRR, which is a South Indian movie. And it is the loudest, most bombastic, most fun movie I've watched in a very, very long time. And holy shit, is it maybe the best movie I've seen from India. And I've seen quite a few of them. So just throwing that out there. It's amazing. Def- if you are fed up with American blockbusters and how they all sound the same these days, you are going to fucking love this movie. So go watch RRR on Netflix. Okay. I'm into that. I like it. Uh, as for me, I kind of talked about already watching the boys, um, uh, watching um, uh, the Mission Impossible movies, rewatching Doctor Who. Uh, nice. starting with the, the Eccleston season, because I don't care to go back beyond that. Eccleston rules. All the haters can go suck a fuck. Um, he's great. Um, I've been playing Magic and looking forward to looking forward to Chainsaw Man coming back in July. That's going to be nice. awesome. The manga, the anime is still forthcoming, but I like Chainsaw Man that I read the entire goddamn manga in one day. So I all like a hundred chapters. So I recommend Chainsaw Man and looking forward to part two coming out in uh, in July. So nice. Fun. Other than that, though, man, I got nothing else. Oh, also, Twenty Minutes Till Dawn, fun game. Great so game. If you like it as well. Great game. Fun times. So yeah, uh, that's it. This has been the Lemuels Podcast. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MC Surf. I'm Seth. You can find me on the internet at indistinct-shattered.io. Um, our theme song was done. No. Oh wait, that's you. You do the you do the our art. Art is done by Marcus Barkley. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell, who is not streaming this week, but he's been streaming um on Twitch at the Ben Powell. Last week I watched him play Disney's Bolt on PS3, and it was really really funny. So he's been doing some good mm. stuff on Twitch. Um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it under it. Fuck NFTs. Um, we have stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the Millennials Podcast, baby.
We're out. Out.